0: Whatever kind of attack there is, whether it's your government um, making crazy rules or things like that, or it is a radical Islamist attack, you need to keep yourself in the best shape possible so that you can be more resilient to whatever comes.
1: I am a husband, a father, a lawyer, a Christian, and a proud Canadian. I started this series because it was clear that our nation needs truth not just another biased narrative, but real information of substance. We need access to facts and the freedom to think for ourselves. I'm Leighton Gray, and this is Gray Matter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Gray Matter. Well, today we're going to talk about a terrifying subject, terror. Uh, What is it? How does it affect us? Uh, These are important questions, particularly given what's going on in society today. In fact, uh, we're always hearing about environmental catastrophe and uh, Armageddon on that front. There's threats of World War Three with what's going on with with NATO and the war over in Russia uh, and in the Ukraine. And uh, just most recently, we're hearing word about a new strain of the COVID-19 variant, which we all thought was behind us. And this one uh, has been dubbed uh, the Eris variant. I did a quick search on Google. I discovered that Eris is a, a Greek demon of strife, war, haunting the battlefield and delighting in human bloodshed. So uh, th- it's a good question about why why are we so scared? Who's trying to scare us and how does this affect us? And so we thought it would be a great idea to have somebody on the program who knows a lot about this, who's an expert in the sort of the psychology of terror and and how it impacts people, uh, both adults and children. her name is Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thanks for coming on the show today. It's a pleasure to have you on as our special guest. Well, thank you. Right. So, um, Dr. Carroll, uh, she's known as America's psychiatrist. She's a board-certified Beverly Hills psychiatrist. She's a best-selling author. We're going to talk about, especially about a couple of her books uh, today that are featured on our reading list. Um, she's also uh, been very much um, a public figure in terms of being on, on television. She's been on Tucker and Laura Ingram and uh, Newsmax. Uh, she's been on the Oprah Show, Today Show. Uh, so she's very well known and um, and uh, also very well respected, and uh, so we're excited to have her on the show. Before we dive into uh, the 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 topic at hand, of course, as we always do, we've got a few framing aphorisms to set up our discussion. Uh, the first one is from uh, uh, a, a person named Yoko Ito, who wrote that if we destroy human rights and rule of law in response to terrorism, they have won. Uh, the second quotation is from a very well-known author and a, uh, uh, unfortunately a book that's that's very well-known now. Uh, it's George Orwell in 1984. He wrote, The object of terrorism is terrorism. The object of oppression is oppression. The object of torture is torture. The object of murder is murder. The object of power is power. Now do you begin to understand me? And lastly, from uh, an American commentator, Bobby Kennedy, who once wrote... The, the big threat to America is the way we react to terrorism by throwing away what everybody values about our country, a commitment to human rights. America is a great nation because we are a good nation. When we stop being a good nation, we stop being great. So uh, Dr. Carroll, I'd like to start off with uh, perhaps a discussion, if you could give us maybe um, a thumbnail sketch of, of uh, because you've written so much about it and talk so much about it in your in your books and your discourse. But maybe the concept of terror itself, as as you've studied it, um, in in a psychological sense, and also uh, most people think that they have an understanding. Most people, like me, think we have an understanding of what PTSD is, but we probably don't. And so that's something that maybe we could get a a more uh, a more clear and concise uh, understanding of what that is. Could you talk about those concepts uh, just maybe by way of setup?
0: Well, first of all, you know, terrorism is. Um, the use of um, force, the use of, um, of strategies to manipulate people by terrorizing them uh, such that you get your political or sociopolitical um, agenda met. Uh, and that's sort of a generic way of looking at it. Now, when 9-11 happened, maybe I can start that way. When 9-11 happened, um, I, well, I'm a born and bred New Yorker, but I was living in California by the time 9 11 happened. And um, my heart, though, is still in New York. And so that really uh, had a profound impact on me, you know, seeing uh, New York destroyed, of course, then the Pentagon and the Pennsylvania Field and so on. And um, I it, it, it uh, resonated with me in terms of realizing that this was something that for my lifetime and probably many lifetimes to to come after that uh that is going to be the number one problem that we are facing that America is facing and that of course most of, much of the world is facing right and i'm talking about radical islamist terrorism mm-hmm. in particular right so we re- you know in america and, and i i don't know uh, if it's this way in canada but in america a lot of people have gotten complacent and thinking, ah, you know, look, we haven't heard from them in a while, and you know, it's it's okay, um, but that is so not the truth. And so when when 11 happened, just to go back to the beginning, uh, that I became, you know, what I now call the terrorist therapist. I have a trademarked, and so, um, because because the idea was and is to help people not only get over 9 11 which is still affecting all of us today but um also to prepare to become more um more prepared more stronger physically and psychologically more resilient for the future you know the future attacks and so on mm-hmm. and um I don't know if you know I don't know if exactly what the um current case is in Canada but uh, here, you know we we are more in at risk today. America is more at risk today than uh from a nine eleven type attack or any kind of terrorist attack than we were before nine eleven.
1: Why, why do you say that, Dr. Carroll?
0: That's because um it starts out with the fact that that we are so complacent. And we're not, you know, um, you know, see something, you know, the uh, saying probably you have that in Canada too. If you see something, say something. Right. Well, people aren't looking anymore. You know, they're not expecting to see anything. And but in the meantime, first of all, we have a president, President Biden, who is really being the the White House is really being ruled. Biden is just the puppet puppet, and it's really being ruled by Obama. And Obama is the president who opened America up to um, be more vulnerable to terrorism than any other president. And so with him running, basically running Biden, running the White House, um, there are fewer things being done to, um, to protect us.
1: On this topic, uh, you've mentioned that you've written a lot of uh, op-eds, uh, Dr. Carroll. One of them that I read, which sort of ties in with 9-11 or might, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this, is this orange air hellscape uh, is dangerous to your psyche and not just your body. And of course, this came about because of the situation where we had these these uh, large-scale forest fires in Canada. The smoke and everything yes. was going down into, into the the eastern seaboard of the United States and uh, it just had this sort of hellish sky, and my understanding is that um, you wrote about it because it raised uh, maybe the, the 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 specter and was reminiscent of nine eleven. Is that right? And you talked about the psychological impact. You want to you want to explore that a little bit?
0: Sure. Um, yes, there were certain similarities in the sense of you know nine eleven, um, the sky in Manhattan. Was similar. There was ash, you know, falling from the sky, and um, it was cloudy, and um, you know, and it was orange. And some during some of the period of time, the orange skies from the fires um, uh, triggered PTSD in people who remembered um, 9/11. I mean, who were right. there, or who, or who saw enough television shows of it. Which is another thing that you you don't really. Um, particularly for 9-11 they did a study and you didn't have to be in Manhattan or near the pentagon or or near the Pennsylvania field to have PTSD if you watched hours and hours and hours like we pretty much all did of the planes going into the twin towers um that in itself, for some people, and depending upon the number of hours and depending upon your psychological makeup, that gave people PTSD who weren't anywhere near New York. Right. And we are more at risk. You know, there's the southern border and the northern border, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, yeah. Where people are coming over who um, are on terrorist watch lists. Oh. Um, And, you know, we only know this by the ones that they caught. How many did they not catch, you know, who are coming over with intentions to, uh, to commit terror attacks. Also, um, we, uh, after the surrender in Afghanistan, we took back it was such a chaotic time and so on. And we, we um, uh, flew in a, a 80,000 or so Afghans. Now we did that because a lot of those people were helping were translators and helping our troops and so on. but there was no vetting. they like to say that there was some vetting or you know it wasn't perfect or whatever but basically anybody could get on the plane and come here right. and so that is just you know seated all over America and um there are I mean in other words, they don't have to come in a plane anymore I mean you know a 9 eleven type plane and drop bombs or go into you know um drive the plane through something um there are people already here who will be happy to perpetrate uh terror attacks mm-hmm. so um and you were mentioning woke um our military is in such bad shape um we don't have enough enough soldiers enough people in the very in the uh, all of the um, uh, p- parts of the military and par- a large part of that is because people who want to join the military, whether it's men or women, they do it because they feel patriotism. They want to risk their life to protect the country. Right. Well, you know, with all of the um, the uh, the military becoming woke, and even, I don't know if you saw this, I, all these things that you like can't believe are happening are happening um there were the it was the navy i believe who used a transsexual uh transgender whatever he or she was um to be the digital ambassador for the navy yes and so other, did you say that yeah, i did um yeah. i mean You know, do you really have to be a psychiatrist to realize that is not the kind of thing that is going to attract people to the military? I mean, um, that is not why people join the military. Um, I just wrote another op-ed that will hopefully be coming out soon, um, where I talk about how this time, you know, the next 9-11 or the next terror attack, um, there won't be this rush. We won't hear the rush of footsteps of people going to to sign up to enlist in the military um what we're gonna hear is crickets um
1: i was reading something the other day and i was wanted to get your take on this and it's about this concept of demoralization uh you know destruction of of maybe let's call them western values and uh you know this little piece that says you know uh how do you do it well you get them away from religion Uh, encourage their interest in sex, as you were saying, make them superficial, talking about kids, by focusing their interest in sports, sensual entertainments, and trivialities. Always preach true democracies, but seize power as fast and ruthlessly as possible. Uh, Encourage government extravagance. Destroy its credit. This is sounding really familiar. Produce fear with rising prices, inflation, and general discontent. Encourage disorders and foster a lenient attitude towards disorders. By specious argument, cause the breakdown of the old Moral virtues, honesty, sobriety, and self-restraint, and uh, and cause registration of firearms to leave the population defenseless. That was written by Vladimir Ilyich Lenin in 1921.
0: Oh wow.
1: Now, now that's that's the that's how to demoralize, you know, children, um, and and let's say demoralize or, or terrorize children. Um, that that seems to be happening in a very prevalent way uh, in Western society, isn't it? The children seem to be. A focal point of these attacks and that seems to me that that's part of the reason why you wrote your most recent book right
0: well i mean i did well lions and tigers and terrorists oh my how to protect your child in a time of terror is the first half of the book is for parents and teachers uh, and the second half is a picture book for kids and so, like, for example, um, there's a picture of a bully on a playground. So when I say a terrorist is like a bully on the playground, um, you know, he wants to get his way and so on.
1: Right. So it's like um, an allegory, sort of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, so it is to and I, I, I talk about, do you remember the shoe bomber? And oh, I, yeah. I and of course, 9-11. And I talk about, um, uh, what was it? The, the man who had, Uh, a bomb in his underwear on a plane. Oh, yes. Um, And just, you know, and and, um, I don't know, the major, um, the Boston Marathon, the major incidents of terrorism, classical, classic incidents. Um, But, you know, when I wrote that, which actually (laughs) was not that long ago, uh, but at that time, it wasn't as obvious, at least not to me, um, how, just how much danger we're in from our own government in terms of the things that you were reading and how all these things were and how you know really um like for example in the schools with the teachers trying to get kids to be any gender but the gender they were born with the sex they were born with right Um, and you know that um these things started i mean we're kind of seeing it more now because i think because of the lockdowns that parents got to see some of what the kids were learning but um but really that was the seeds for that were sown a long time ago Mm -hmm. because uh in the teachers colleges where teachers were taught to teach these kinds of things same thing with crt critical race theory and you know racism is worse today than ever well i mean okay maybe not i guess it was pretty bad when they were slaves but yes. I mean, in modern times um it is worse today than it has been for oh, decades yes. um, because it's it's causing little kids don't think about the color of someone's skin you know they go to a playground and they just if somebody if another kid wants to share their toy or smiles at them or something like that you know that could be a friend but now um, schools are teaching kids to pay it. Everything depends upon the color of, a, of a, somebody's skin. And yeah. so it's causing racism and it's causing segregation. Different kids are learning different things and other kids are learning other things. And and it's really raising the, the temperature of the race wars um, mm. in our country and perhaps in Canada as well. Um, I mean, do you teach CRT? In- oh,
1: yes. Oh, yes. There's a psychologist in... Um- in, in Canada named God Saad, who's written a, a wonderful book, uh, that, uh, that, de- that describes these as idea pathogens, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, kind of a funny, kind of, kind of a strange way of putting it, but it makes sense that they, they actually get into our, into our psyche and sort of, uh, and in, in our infections really, you know, these ideas like CRT. Um, but, uh, I wanted to ask you about, um, your, uh, about your other book uh, and that is Coping with Terrorism. This is a book that you wrote some some time ago but I think this is really relevant based upon I mean we've sort of been talking about for the last little while about all these different things that are frightening us and terrorizing us both uh, internationally, domestically, in our schools and and even when we go shopping and out in our cities. So what are some ways for people watching uh, that they can learn to cope with terrorism? Do you have some some suggestions about how how we can learn to do that in a way that that maybe helps us live more healthy lives, you know, psychologically and emotionally.
0: Sure. Um yes, that book, um Helping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, was a book that I wrote that was published in London uh, as the first, as the anniversary of, edition, the first anniversary of their 9-11, which right. was seven seven. Right. And um and yes, you know, a lot of the things, I mean, I divide the chapters into um into like children and adolescence and work and love and you know different areas of our life. Um really the the topics, the areas of your our life and, and how terrorists affects us is really pretty similar, still the, you know, very much the same. Um, but and the first thing that people should do to sort of build resilience is to um is to make sure that you keep yourself and or make yourself at this point, the healthiest you can both psychologically and physically okay. because whatever kind of attack there is, whether it's um, you know your government um, making crazy rules or things like that, or it is a radical Islamist attack, um, you need to be, you need to keep yourself in the best shape possible so that you can be more resilient to whatever comes so for example if you you know feel that you're having some psychological problem anxiety depression ptsd um you know some addiction um whatever it is you, you should go get help you know you should go get treatment and treatment doesn't consist of just medication Uh, A pill does not cure anything. It helps people, especially people with illnesses like schizophrenia or manic depressive illness, bipolar. uh, You do need to to be on medicine. But therapy, (laughs) no medicine alone will help anybody with whatever it is that they have, that they're dealing with. You have to be in therapy, psychotherapy, talk therapy. Uh, And physically, of course, you know, you need to You need to not wait till some kind of an attack or some kind of a threat happens. Um, You need to look into whatever it is that you may be suffering from. If you have thyroid problems or high blood pressure, you know, kind of -of run-of-the-mill chronic problems, you have to make sure that they are are in the best shape possible. Another thing that they're doing, I'm not sure if you might've seen this, uh, but like in New York, they um, started putting up this, um both literature and a video like to try to um teach people what to do in case of an of a nuclear bomb attack have you have you seen that
1: no i hadn't
0: i, I mean they, they had that in the news like they were writing about um some new movie coming out i i mean they were they were nor they were trying to normalize it you right. know um and of course, of course, Putin keeps threatening to, uh you know, yes. to, to send yes. nuclear weapons. But I mean, I never thought I would see it just in the midst of the news. You know, as if, wow. oh, and by the way, here are some things you can do in case there's a nuclear attack.
1: And, interesting timing with that Oppenheimer film out as well. Well,
0: yes, yes, this was a few. This was like maybe six months ago or four sure. months ago that I first saw it. But yes, um, and. Um, So, I mean, so yes, there are of course the the first thing to do with a nuclear attack um, is to get inside and to wash yourself off um, and to stack up on potassium iodide. But I'll put that aside, (laughs) um, that extreme example aside. But um, the other thing is of course, in regard to children is that you need to get children to talk about and express their feelings about whatever kind of terrorism would you know you want to look at, like for example, with radical Islamist terrorism, um you need to like for example, kids after that happened were um were playing like uh, playing with an airplane, making making an airplane go all around, like playing that they were terrorists because they wanted to identify with the aggressor, you know, to be the strong person, the brave person, or you know, to not be the victim, uh, things like that. And um, but you need to get kids, and even if it's just other kinds of things like what we've been talking about that are terrorizing, whether it's a uh, a teacher try, trying to convince you to change your sex or gender. Um, or you need to, and, you know, the problem is that the dinner, uh, dinner table discussions, you know, that used to be the time that everybody would sit down to dinner in a family and you would ask, you know, how was your day today? And how was school? And, you know, did, why did Sally pull your pigtail? <laughs> or, you know, I mean, I know I sound like I'm stuck in the, uh, you know, um, you, you must know uh, Norman Rockwell. The oh, of
1: course, of course. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know, that used to be America. Yeah. Now, granted, we can't stay at that time forever, but certainly the the um, way of thinking, the morals, the things that those paintings brought out, um, we should be trying to have forever. Right. The families being mm-hmm. together and um, doing fun things together, fishing, getting ice cream cones, you know, all of that.
1: Right.
0: Um, and, and of course, you know, the, the flag um, being, uh, appreciating the flag and saluting the flag and appreciating the national anthem. You know, in America, we just had the World Cup and oh, I tweeted away about the, uh, the stories about how our team, um, you know, wouldn't, half the team didn't sing the national anthem and didn't, you know, salute the flag and so on. I mean, I, I wrote that they should all be fired you know that kind of thing it does it's not good for anybody and that's by the way i think that that's why they lost so badly because they had all this negativity that they brought to
1: it yes it's very sad that uh you know and sports is an example of where it, it really should be drawing people together and closer together and maybe that's maybe the maybe that's the best antidote overall to terror is to draw is to draw together and and to uh, lend support to each other, um, and that doesn't seem to be happening as much as it as it used to, or as much as it should. Um this has been a very wide ranging discussion. I really enjoyed talking with you. Um, we've come to the part of the program where we sort of wrap up and we call this the reading list. And it won't surprise you that today your two of your books are featured. Uh, you've actually written for, I encourage people to go check out Amazon. You can find all of Dr. Carroll's books, but the two that we've mentioned today, they're the ones that she's talked about. First of all, coping with terrorism. And the second one, lions, tigers and terrorists. Oh my How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. So, Dr. Carroll, what we'd like to do is wrap up. Obviously, you're very well read. Um, Are there any books that you would recommend or or sources? It could be a website or anything of that nature uh, that you would recommend to people who have listened to this conversation that would perhaps uh, enhance or augment their learning or their understanding of some of your work and the things that we've been talking about today?
0: Well, for one thing, they could go to my website, uh, Terrorist Therapist dot com and there are lots of videos and um oh and also i do a podcast called the terrorist therapist show
1: right Uh, i should have mentioned that sorry yeah no i i I saw that
0: you can either see that on the website or you can uh, find it um, on podcast places like uh, renegade talk radio um but you can also see the video that i was talking about at the beginning that's going to be on the billboard truck if you're not planning on being in new york or dc on 9-11 you can just go to my website and uh and watch the video
1: oh fantastic well uh again thank you so much for being our special guest today it's been a real pleasure sitting down with you and talking with you learning more about you and your work and uh, much continued success i hope you keep writing and and uh doing the podcast Uh, We look forward to following you and and learning more as we go.
0: Thank you very much.